All right. You guys having a good day today? All right. Well, it's just about to get better. Because tonight we get the privilege of having Ethan's mom with us. <laughs> Who's Ethan? Ethan is a, an amazing young man that we have here. But Bethany Hicks is going to come tonight. But just real quick, just she is she's on staff with us and she's part of our team and she's all over the place. She's in the prophetic community. She oversees our worship teams and... But she's so much more than that. She is a mother in the house and is a partner in the house and is a leader in this house. But most of all, she's just a great friend. And so will you please help me welcome Bethany Hicks. I kind of never know what people are going to say when they get up here and talk about you. So that was pretty good, Ryan. How many of you guys went to Bill Johnson today? Wow. And you're still here. You guys are the diehards. Wasn't Bill amazing? How about those power pauses, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? He's like, God is good. And it's like quiet for like two minutes and everyone's just receiving. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. You know, like my whole awkward, like when silence is a little bit too long, I don't think my awkward meter is just a little bit too high at that. Like I'd be like, God is good. And I just can't have any space. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you have to be super secure to be able to say something like God is good and then not say anything for like two minutes. Seriously. You guys are like, (laughs) it's true. Anyways, I'm super excited to be here tonight. I just feel like this is family, and I'm actually glad I'm down here right now. I don't know why I just, you know, a lot of times I'm up there on the stage leading worship, but I love to just be able to sit here and be with you guys. Um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about something that's on my heart right now that I'm currently in a journey and a process in, and I feel like if I'm walking through it, there's a good chance that others are too. Um, How many of you guys, you may have heard that I'm writing a book right now that Chris Valentin prophesied about, and he's also promised to endorse and get Bill Johnson, who was here today. I didn't remind Bill, but he doesn't know it yet. But um, Chris said he was going to get Bill also to um, endorse the book. But I am endorsing, I'm working on a book right now about um, redefining what motherhood is in the kingdom. And it's interesting because I've had so many prophetic words over the years about um, different things, you know, like you're a pioneer, you're a forerunner, you're a blazing a trail, you know, all these like super powerful words. You're a warrior. And I'm like, yes, 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 that's amazing. I'm amazing. You know, you get these words. And then I would get these words about like, and you're a mother. And I would cringe inside. Like, there was a reason why. And it had to do, not because I don't love being a mother to my own children, but because I didn't understand what being a kingdom mother looks like. And I felt like it was weak and inferior. And that's something I'm writing a book about. And if that interests you, that book will be out soon. But... Um, the thing is, though, I'm in this process right now where I am learning to own my name as a mother. Like, I'm understanding that there's a difference between knowing your name and owning your name. 
And I'm, I know that God is calling me to step into this apostolic mothering. I've probably had five prophetic words about being an apostolic mother and mothering in this next season in the last four weeks since School of the Prophets. It's crazy. But it's like, okay, Lord, I know this, but I have been internally, I've been dialoguing with the Lord about embracing it and actually owning this name. And I feel like, you know, if I'm wrestling about this, maybe others are too. Not necessarily about owning being a mother, But we all have names that we're currently connected to our identity and our destiny that we need to start owning. Because the reality is, we all have prophetic promises in our life. We all have things that we're called to do, and it's actually connected to your name. Did you know that? It's quiet in here. Did you guys know that? Like, your name actually reveals the seeds of your destiny. It reveals the seeds of your identity. And knowing your name, though, is not enough. You actually have to own your name. We were singing just now. We were singing, I am a child of God. Okay, we all know. Who knows they're a child of God? Okay, who's really owning it? No, really. If I'm owning it, then there should be dead people raised around me every time I walk into the morgue, right? If I'm owning being a child of God, there should be resurrection, there should be healing, there should be light in the darkness. Like there is so much that's wrapped up in the name child of God that I am still not owning. I'm in a process of owning, but I'm still walking in that, okay? And so authority is released when we start to own the name of who God calls us and how heaven sees us. So I really, what I want to do is I want to talk about the difference between knowing your name and owning your name. You know, we say this a lot in this house, but you, know, you hear that phrase, you're not waiting on heaven, heaven's waiting on you. Have you guys heard that phrase? And what does that mean? What that means is that there, a lot of times what happens is we, we, we hear these prophetic words, we have these promises, they feel like they're out there. When is it going to happen to me, God? When is it going to happen? And the reality is heaven's actually waiting on you to agree and know who you are so it can release your destiny. You already know who you are. You got to start owning who you are. And so I want to talk today about um, how to understand and walk through that process of knowing to owning. Does that make sense? Are you guys okay? <laughs> I realize that there's some like key pieces to identity and it's something that we know. Like I really feel like we know this, but I see too many people that haven't walked out their destiny and they're waiting for something to happen in their life. And I really believe a big piece of this is connected to them really agreeing with and owning and starting to walk it out. So I want to show you some examples of that. So there's really two keys to, um, let, me, let me talk about knowing first, Okay. With knowing, you can't own what you don't know. Okay? Names reveal identity, destiny, and legacy. I don't have time to to go into all of that, but do you guys remember when Israel named his sons? Okay? He was assigning, he was assigning identity, destiny, and legacy to all of them. He said, you're going to live by the sea. You're going to be known on the ocean. You're going to be an archer. You're going to be known as a lion and and you're going to be in government. Okay. So he was assigning destiny and legacy to all of his sons. He was telling them who they are and it was all wrapped up in their names. And it's the same for us today. Um, So what you do flows out of who you are. This is why names are so important. But many are looking for purpose, but they don't realize that the seeds of their destiny can be found in the name that heaven calls them. And this is why I really believe the prophetic is, is so 
It's just, have you guys noticed, it's just expanding on the earth. Like, it's at a new level right now. You know, the outpouring of the Spirit. Like, we can't know who we are without the Spirit of God telling us who we are. God is looking for, a, God is looking for sons and daughters, but they don't know their sons and daughters without the Spirit of God poured out on all flesh. So the Lord has been pouring out His Spirit on the earth so people know who they are, so they can know their different names, so they can start walking in the destiny that they were called to be. So much more to being pour, having the spirit poured out. You know, it's not just there. It doesn't stop there. So um, remember, everything you do flows from who you are, who you know and agree yourself to be. If you don't own who you are, you won't do what you're created to do. Um, I like to run. I, I'm a runner and I've, you know, more like a slogger, a slow jogger, you know, but I do like to run. I've been doing it for uh, like t- over 20 years, but there's this interesting statistic where people who identify themselves as a runner are more likely to go out and run than those who say I run. So if a person says I like to run, most likely they won't go out and run versus someone who identifies himself as a runner, then they will actually go out and run. So do you see how that is? You need to know who you are and you identify with that, okay? Um, years ago, something shifted for me that completely changed my life with Michael Dalton. You guys remember Michael Dalton? Yeah. He's a prophet that comes in. He'll be here again next year. But years ago, I was leading worship, and afterwards he told me something that completely changed my life. He said, Bethany, you're not a worship leader who prophesies. You're a prophet who leads worship. Okay, do you see that name shift right there? What did that mean for me? Before I was a worship leader, playing my songs, and I was just looking for like where God would sovereignly drop in the middle of the set. Or what God would maybe do. I was looking for him, hoping he would show him, doing my very best to do my right song so I could see him. Okay? But as a prophet who leads worship, I identify myself as someone that actually carries the presence of God in anything I do. So it's not just me stepping up there. Like, I know I can walk up there in my guitar and strum it. And then there's a grace, a prophetic grace that's released into the room because I know who I am. I know that as a prophet and when I, when I lead worship, my voice, just the sound, just the melodies, I'm releasing a prophetic grace. I can speak. You know, it's not just limited to worship leader. When I know and I see myself and identify, I know when I walk into a room, I carry, I carry a grace and authority to release the prophetic into the atmosphere. And it's not just limited to me singing. Okay, do you see the difference there? I'm not just a worship leader who prophesies. I'm a prophet who leads worship. And so when I started owning my name as prophetess, everything else I did flowed from a place of authority. Heaven always sees us greater than we see ourselves. Always. Our journey and this life is discovering, believing, and walking in the truth of our heavenly identity. And I love that about one of the things we, um, we do here at the mission is we have, uh, in our school of prophecy, we have this whole good fight, this processing our prophetic words. And one of the things we do is discovering who God calls us to be. And we make what's called a heavenly identity statement. And it's like, you know, I've got mine right here. And it's like, it's what you do is you, you identify who God says you are. Because the reason we need to know who we are is why. Are we catching this? So we can own it and actually start walking in it out, right? I am a prophetic leader. I'm a culture changer. I have the spirit of Desra. Deborah. Who's Desra? 
That's a different Bible. I'm an atmosphere changer, a great leader, courageous and bold, you know, authentic, forerunner of movements, prophetic voice. I'm a mother. I'm a dreamer. I'm a songwriter. So all of that, like I have to come into agreement with how heaven sees me so I can actually start walking out my destiny. Okay. So first off, we have to know our name. Remember, you can't, you can't own what you don't know. And then the second piece of this is you have to own your name. Okay. You have to accept responsibility and take action. And there's two parts to this. The first part is that you have to agree with the name. You actually have to make a positional shift in your heart to embrace that name. And why is this important? Because how you agree with what you see about yourself is how you will relate and function to the world around you. Right? If a doctor walks into, you know, a restaurant and somebody, you know, falls on the floor, you know, code red, stops breathing, he knows his name. He has to take ownership. He has to agree the fact that I'm the doctor. I'm the, I'm the person for the job right now. I need to step in and bring healing to this person because they need help. You see how that is? They, he has to know who he is to help that person. And so when Jesus wanted his disciples to shift how they function in relation with him, he did it by renaming them. Look at this in John 15, 15. He said, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Isn't that interesting? A new season in this, in this instance required a new name. Okay, we, we hear this all throughout scripture. Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, Jacob to Israel, Saul to Paul. So in this particular situation, Jesus is saying, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends because how not only you relate to me, but how you function in this world, you need to see yourself as a friend and not as a servant. Like what Bill Johnson said today, because servants pray for the will of God because they don't know what it is, but friends, friends pray from the will of God. So there's, see how that shift is? It really matters how you identify and agree with your name because everything you do in your life flows from that. Like that's where your value is. If you see yourself as a friend of God, that is how you will function in your life. And um, I still see this even, I'm, I'm going to bunny trail for a second. But, you know, I see people that come up and they're like, I just want to know the will of God. You hear it in your language when you pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I realize that's a good prayer and there are times when you're genuinely looking for the right path. But realistically, we're friends with God. We're no longer servants. Like that's a prayer of a servant or a slave because they don't know the master's will. Okay, the friends, friends walk with him. Friends understand that they have permission with the Lord and that he loves the choices that they make because he's in them. Okay, so understanding that a new season requires a new name. And the disciples, they actually had to shift their paradigm. They actually had to choose to embrace a new way of seeing themselves so they could function appropriately with Jesus. And then sometimes, so sometimes a new season um, requires a new name. Sometimes a new season requires us remembering the name we already have. Okay. Remember Gideon, right? Did you guys know that Gideon, remember when the angel of the Lord came to Gideon, he was hiding in the wine press. And what did the Gideon said? Oh, mighty valiant warrior, right? And he's hiding. 
And it's interesting because if you look up what Gideon's name means, it actually means destroyer one. It's like hand with a, with a stump, you know, and, and his name literally means warrior. So it's interesting because here the angel of the Lord is coming to Gideon and he's reminding him of his name. Gideon knew his name, but he hadn't agreed with it yet. Because, I mean, he knew his name from birth. Okay, he knew who he was called to be, but he hadn't fully embraced or agreed with it yet until the angel of the Lord came to him and reminded him of who he was. So here Gideon has been called by God something contrary to the level he is currently walking in. Sometimes we feel like that, right? Like God gives, God calls us these, like, like even mother, like I'm being called, I'm, I'm trying to identify with this idea of motherhood right now. And even honestly coming up here right now, I have to remember I'm a prophet and I can, you know, I can do this on worship all day long, but I'm still growing in this journey of speaking publicly and I, I can do it with training, but I still have to remember who I am even stepping up here. Like we have to remind ourselves all the time so that we can function in the destiny that we're called to. And that's what the angel of the Lord did for Gideon. Many know they're called to greatness, but their life circumstances seem contrary to the name. And it wasn't until Gideon began agreeing with his name as warrior and made a positional shift and began to act on it that he stepped into his destiny. Okay? Um, there's this movie I love, The Black Panther. Have you guys seen The Black Panther? Such a good movie. Who hasn't seen it? Okay, I won't ruin it. Oh, you haven't seen it, Regina? Oh. Movie night. So um, there's this scene where, I won't ruin anything for you, but there's this scene where, where this young prince, his father had, uh, the king had died, and he's a king over five tribes. And, um, and so he, the rightful heir, was getting ready to set be set in as king, but the princes of the other four tribes have the option of challenging the prince for the position of king. And so all the other tribes wanted him as king except for one tribe. And so there's a scene where the two princes are fighting and it looks like our hero is getting, you know, beat up bad. You know, it looks like he's losing the battle. And there's this one scene where like, you know, he's getting punched and all of a sudden, you know, and you see his head like go backwards, upside down. And then you see his eyes focus and and it hones in on his mother. And his mother yells at him and she says, tell him who you are. And in that moment, it was like he remembered who he was. He agreed with who he was and his head snapped back and he headbutted the guy and he kicked his butt and he ended up winning the hole. It didn't, but the point is he, He remembered who he was, and it was out of that place of remembering that he's not just a prince, he's a king. And what would a king do in that moment? A king's going to fight, and he's going to win this battle. Okay? Tell them who you are. Um, It's interesting with um, that testimony I shared about Michael Dalton. I shared that testimony at School of the Prophets um, in August, and a lady, a young woman heard it. I don't know how young she is, actually, but she's watching. Anyways, um, (laughs) um, I shared this testimony and she sent me this email and she said that that revelation that I'm not just a worship leader who prophesies, I'm a prophet who leads worship. It changed everything for her. And it was like the gears all of a sudden locked into place and it worked. And it's, and she said this, she said every other month she would ask the Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? 
Okay, there's that servant friendship mindset. She said, even though she does a lot, there was still a frustration that she couldn't work out. And so after she heard my testimony, she said, she's now owning the calling and name a prophet and letting that be the lens of everything else that she does. So now she has peace. So she's doing very similar things, but she's doing it from a place of prophetess. And now she's going to be training up emerging prophets at her church using our curriculum for um, their, their prophetic classes. But you see, like the testimony of agreeing with who you are starts to release that destiny in your life. Once she embraced and agreed with it, she started to see the shift, okay? So the first part of knowing it is agreeing with it, um, agreeing with your name, and that second part is you have to act on it. I think this is probably the biggest part, the biggest gap that I see for most people when it comes to starting to walk in their destiny. You know, knowing your name is passive, but owning your name is active, Okay, knowing your knowing observes, okay, kind of watches, but owning takes responsibility. See, Gideon knew his name, okay? He knew his name his entire life, but he didn't act upon it until he actually owned it. So he embraced it, he agreed with the name, and then once he did that, he stepped out and he acted on it, and he went out that night and he destroyed his father's altars to Baal. And as a result of that, that opened up the door for destiny for him for, to be the deliverer over Israel. So you see how that works? He knew his name, but he needed to agree with it and then own it and act upon it before his destiny would be released. Um, I love the story of David too. David is such a great example of owning his name because he was anointed as king, remember, as a very young teenager, probably 16 or 17. And... Um, you know, nobody recognized him as king. Like, I realize that's a reality too. A lot of us have names that we're waiting on, but nobody's recognizing us as, those, as, those, as a prophet, as a mother or whatever. It's like, we have names that have been given us, but no one's recognizing us. But what I love about David is he didn't wait for people's validation to own his name. Okay? He owned his name. He started living like a king from that moment on. Because it was very soon after that that he got brought into the palace, that he defeated Goliath, that he was running for his life from Saul. But it was interesting is he accepted responsibility for Israel's welfare by going to war on her behalf, expanding the borders, even building an army. So he started doing what a king would do. He started owning the name of king. He defeated giants that threatened the existence of his people while raising up giant killers at the same time. I love this quote that Dano shares a lot. And he says, David lived like a king long before he had a throne. Isn't that good? So oftentimes we're called by God names that seem contrary to our current condition. So David is a boy with a king, the current king, trying to kill him. Gideon is called a mighty warrior while he is hiding. So we have to grow into owning our names. That's okay. There's grace for that. But... I love about David is that David owned the name long before the name owned him. You know, is this one of those power pauses? Are you guys like, I've been in conference all day. I can't take any more revelation. It's okay. A couple. Yeah, that's good. Is helpful. I'm just kidding. (laughs) David owned the name long before the name owned him. I just, I wish I could like Oh, like if you guys got this, there's too many people not walking in their destiny because they're not catching this piece. They're not 
stepping out. They're not taking action. Okay. We need to stop denying or making excuses that we're not qualified or we don't fit the ideal mold of what, of what your name should look like. Don't let your situation in life define what you do or you don't do. Like David, don't wait to be validated by others to function in who you're called to be. Take responsibility now for who God says you are and those you are supposed to influence will recognize who you are. We were in um, Waco a few days ago and it was so funny because... there was a team of us that went there and we got to go to Magnolia Markets. Anyone been in Magnolia Markets? Very cool. Got the backstage pass and tour there. And um, it, was, it was funny because uh, Dano was speaking at a meeting that night and um, we were kind of trying to get out of it because <laughs> we were like, I mean, that we had the Magnolia Markets in the morning and then like literally like eight hours in Waco before the meeting that night. Like if you've ever been to Waco, you've probably seen it in like five minutes. Like what's that? It's a fixer-upper itself. It really is. It's funny. Um, And so, you know, it's like that, can anything good come from Waco? You know, it's like there's, it's just a, it's, there's not much there. So we're like, can we get out of it? Because one of our team members had to fly out at like six in the morning and there was a two and a half hour drive that night, but Dano had given his word. And so we're like, we're going to just go do this meeting. I mean, they're sweet people. It just was a small little group of people. So we, we, we uh, connect with them for dinner. And it was interesting because the senior pastor, we, we started talking to him and we come to find out that this senior pastor is one of the President Trump's top 17 religious advisors in the nation, in Waco. In Waco. Like if you've been to Waco, this would be so much more impacting for you. But it's like in Waco. And so he starts telling us these stories of how how he's been able to counsel and, and connect with President Trump and, and actually bring some of the change that we've been seeing. He's, he has a Latino um, a TV audience of like 700,000 or something like that. So he's in a tiny, tiny little church, but he has a huge influence with the um, Latin community. But he was telling us this story that really emphasizes his point of owning your name. He was, he was telling us that for years, probably about two years straight, he would get these prophetic words about how he was called to influence influencers and speak to kings and speak to presidents and, and chiefs and, and all this stuff. And he just kind of chalked it up to, um, what, is it? Charis- what is it, charismatic pretty boys or something like that. He just thought they were a bunch of charismatic pretty boys. Like that was the buzzword of the season. Everyone's called to speak to the president. Everyone's called to do this, you know? So he kind of started, he just would dismiss that. He's like, oh, these guys are just babbling. They don't know what they're talking about. But he started to get it so many times, it started to annoy him. He said within about a two-year span, he got that word 30 times. I think God was trying to get his attention, right? And so he finally, um, he finally emailed his friend, Chuck Pierce. I don't know if you guys know Chuck Pierce. He's a prophet. And he emailed Chuck and he said, hey, what do you do when you have a word that you're really wrestling with? Like you've gotten this word over and over and you're really wrestling with it. And, and um, Chuck responded back to him and he said, um, to not embrace the word of the Lord is to not embrace the Lord himself. I added some weight to the whole thing. <laughs> Just a little bit. 
like, oh, I thought it was just a word, but it's like, oh, it's the Lord himself. And this man loved Jesus. And so when he heard that word, he, it hit him so hard, he immediately fell to his knees and he repented to the Lord. And he said, Lord, forgive me. I am a prophet to leaders and kings. I am, I am called to influence influencers. I will do this. And he, he basically made a choice right there to own who he was called to be. And within two weeks of that time, he was invited to go speak to the president of the United States, to President Bush, I think at the time, and the president of Mexico within two weeks. So you see how that was. Like his destiny could not be released until he embraced and owned his name. And now he's walking in it. Now he's one of the top religious advisors. I mean, he was telling us he had four minutes to tell President Trump anything he wanted that was on his heart. And actually, it's fun because he's been studying uh, Dano's materials, and we train about like doing things real quick. So he was prepared. He was ready. He knew what he wanted to say. But the point is, is like that destiny would not have been released if he hadn't actually embraced who he was. How many of our destinies that we've been waiting and longing to see is actually waiting on us? And, and I hear that in the room like, well, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that destiny is. That's simple. Just start looking at your name. Just start looking at who heaven has called you to be. All you got to do is start taking those baby steps towards your destiny. Start, you know, like, like Gideon, he went out and he tore down his father's altars, but it was at night. You know, he was still kind of a wimp about it, but it was still baby steps towards, towards you know what I mean? He's like sneaking around. He wasn't like bold in the day. I'm doing this. I'm pulling this down. No, he was sneaking around at night, probably trying to be really quiet. You know, oh, there goes its head. Just made a big clanging noise. You know, like he, but he still was making steps towards his destiny by owning who he was. And so each of us, we just need to understand like, who has heaven called me to be? How do I own that more? And how do I start stepping into that so that destiny can be released? Does that make sense? Okay. Heaven's yes is all around you right now. I just feel like prophetically that there's like these cloud of promises over every single one of you. One of the things that this house speaks on a lot is that God's yes Okay, God's yes is over all of us. It's just waiting for our amen, right? So right now, over every single person in here, heaven's yes, there's a pregnant cloud of yes all over you right now. And it's waiting for your amen. It's waiting for your let it be so. It's waiting for your may it be unto me according to your word. It's, mating, it's waiting for your I'm going to own your yes, God. I'm going to own your yes, Heaven needs your amen to his yes in order for your destiny to be released. Isn't that exciting? I mean, I feel like it's so empowering because it's like, I actually can do something about this. There's something, I can start moving in some direction right now because I know who he's called me to be. Um, It was fun last week because... We were, I know, I keep saying last week, we went to a lot of places. We were in Texas uh, with the Nashes. I don't know if they're in this room right now, Um, but awesome couple. And, and we were sharing kind of this idea. I was kind of processing this message with them, trying to see if it was kind of the the word of the moment. And, um, and so it was great dialoguing with them. And then, so Richard Nash came up to me and he gave me this mug and I felt like it was confirmation. I love Jesus, but look, it says hashtag own it. 
this is the season I'm in right now, you guys. Like I'm in this season right now of working on owning because I have, I have so many prophetic words and destiny over me about this coming move that about mothering and shifting that. And I know that before I can walk into it, I have to own it for myself. I have to see myself as this prophetic mother, as this apostolic mother, in order for me to step out and release the message that I'm supposed to, to release. And so each one of us in this season, we're called to own something. All of us have many names. We don't just have one name. There's lots of names over all of us, and we use different ones for different seasons. When God said, you're called to be a pioneer, there was a time when I pioneered a a worship school in the middle of the mountains. When God said, you have that transformational anointing, I I went into a school that completely died and turned it around and brought it back to life, and a church at the same time. So there's things that God calls us to do that we, we take action, we own it, and we step into it. So I want to do, do two calls tonight, and I think we got time for both of them. This will be fun. So the first one that I feel like tonight is, is owning, is, is knowing, is knowing. Like, if you feel like, no, I'm going to do the owning first, is the owning. If there's an area of identity that you've either been wrestling with, like I have, or maybe resisting, like Romero, and you're ready to agree and just own it, I want you to stand right now. Okay? Even just the acknowledgement is a step towards destiny being released. Just even acknowledging like, wow, because it's that intention of your heart that is stepping into the agreement with who God says you are that actually releases destiny. All right? So Lord, I'm just, yeah, let's go ahead and just kind of position. I just feel like what we need to do is just, Lord, right now, we repent, first of all, Lord, we repent of resisting who you call us to be. And Lord, I realize it could be for so many different reasons. It could be because the name is so big. It seems so far for us to even attain. But Lord, we can do it but your grace because you've called us. Lord, it could be because... Um, maybe we don't understand it. Like me, I'm, I'm walking in this process of understanding what a mother is so I can fully embrace that name, Lord, in, in this season of my life, Lord. So it could be because we don't understand it. Father, we repent. Lord, we trust you. We, we, we believe you. We say that your names are good. You are the name above all names, Lord God. And Lord, we, we just repent from that right now. And Lord, I just, I bless every person in here right now to I just feel like what you're supposed to do is see the name right now that you are just feeling like the Lord's calling you to own. If you don't know what it is, ask the Holy Spirit. Lord, what, is, what am I supposed to own right now in this season, Lord? Who am I supposed to own that I, that I haven't done yet? What is that name? And then, and then, Lord, I bless every person in here to make that positional shift. It's almost like you're using your your spiritual hands to grab it and bring it into yourself. You're embracing it. And, you say, and then what I want you to say is, I am a mother. I am, just kind of speak out like I am in your spirit or Allah, like I am a prophet. I am an apostle. I am a doctor. I am, there's all, so many things that God wants to release, but just own right now, like I am this person that you've called me to be. Thank you, Lord. 
And now, Lord, I just bless every person here that has stood up and sitting down, Lord, that, Lord, as we own our names, Father, I pray that there would be this this awareness and intentionality of us stepping into it and taking action, even right away. Ask the Lord right now, Lord, how can I start stepping out and acting from who I am, from who I'm called to be? And Lord, I just release that revelation right now that there will be ideas from heaven. It can be small. It can be big. But just start walking in that direction and watch how the destiny of the Lord will open up before you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So that first, you guys can sit down. We're going to do one more activation here. Um, I love to activate. We're trainers. And so the second part, the second part I want to do is the knowing. I think for some of you are like, well, I don't know my name. Or maybe you need a refreshed name. You need a refreshed vision or perspective of what your name is. And so I want to do an activation right now that we do in our uh, school of prophecy. And it's that what's in a name. And so what we're going to do, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do first. And then you're not allowed to leave. Okay. Until it's all over. I still have 10 minutes. You guys, I'm watching you. So this is the best part because really the, the whole point was owning who you are, right? And if you don't know who you are, let's find out who you are right now. So we're going to do a prophetic name activation and I'll give you a few ground rules for this. You're going to find a partner and you're going to prophesy over their name and you're going to find out their name. And there's, there's a few rules for this. First, it has to be encouraging, comforting, and strengthening. Okay. One of the things we like to say in our school is like, if you're not sure if it's one of those three things, then put your hand on your head and give the word to yourself. And if you don't like it, then don't give it to anybody else. All right. So that's a great way to know whether or not it's encouraging, comforting, or strengthening. Okay. And, um, and then as far as the name, so you can do it one of three ways. You can do it by the meaning of their name. All right, so you can use your phone, you're allowed. You could Google their name and, and see what the name meaning is and then prophesy based on that. You could do word association, okay? It might remind you, like if you hear, um, if you hear David, you know, that might remind you of King David when he was fighting the lion and the bear. And I feel like the Lord's saying you're in this season right now being prepared. You see how that is? So it might remind you of David. And then the third part is sounds like. Okay, so if you hear the word uh, tarry, okay, that might remind you of tearing until you wait from on high, until power is due from on high. You see how that is? And you might prophesy about that, okay? So those are the main ground rules. The other thing is you will have about 90 seconds each to prophesy over each other's names, all right? So keep your phones with you. Remember, we're learning. You're going to get some great prophetic words. We'll probably do this a couple times, and then we'll end with um, some ministry. But um, was that, like, helpful at all? Did you guys see that? I mean, can you guys see how our destiny really is connected to us owning our name? Okay, so what I want you to do is find a partner right now. And Christian, you can lock those doors in the back right there. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, find a partner right now, and then I'm going to let you know when to start, okay? It's great to do this with people you don't know, too. This is a great crowd mixer, you know, meeting people and stuff like that. So quickly, go ahead and find somebody real quick, like now, okay? I know some of you have done this, but it'd be great if you guys can, like, connect with people. All right, everyone should have a partner. 
I'm getting ready to start. This is going to bless so many people. Um, I'm going to run the clock, but um, do you want me to find you a partner? One of those guys would be amazing. Okay. Does anyone not have a partner yet, but really wants a partner? Okay. You want a partner? Brian wants a partner. How about Eric right there? Eric's right there. All right. 90 seconds each to prophesy into your names. All right. Ready, set, go. All right. Good job, you guys. Go ahead and stop. Let's just check in really quick. All right. All right. How many of you guys, how many of you guys got just an awesome word connected to your name right now? I mean, I know that you're sitting next to the person, but really, how was it? Did you guys record it? Oh, please record it. Okay. Okay. We're going to do this one more time. So some of you might have to stand up and walk around and find another person. So quickly go find another partner. Try to find someone you don't know. It's so fun. It's a great way to meet people. Introduce yourself. All right. Okay, does anyone need a partner still? Raise your hand. Well, actually, I probably should just... Here's a partner. Roma, there's... Okay, you're going to do them? Okay, does anyone want a partner that's currently looking for a partner? This Tammy, this guy's looking like right there. Boom. All right. All right. You need a partner? Okay. We need one more person who's looking for a partner. Mike, are you done? Do you need a partner? You have a partner? Is that a new one? Okay. Oh, here we go, right here. All right. You guys have 90 seconds each. Go ahead and start. Remember, prophesying encouraging words over their name. All right, you guys. Go ahead and finish up there. Good job. Way to do it. Way to step into that activation. All right, why don't you guys finish up and go ahead and go back to your seats. Your 90 seconds is up. And people are still talking. I know it's not our Activate Prophecy School. All right. Hey, did anybody get a little bit more perspective or any, something new, fresh insight? Yeah? And like on how heaven sees you. Is that helpful at all? Really? Awesome. So this is what I would recommend. I recommend taking those prophetic words that resonate with you and type them up and then really just identify who God says you are in there and start seeing that, start agreeing with it, and then start owning it, okay? And, and I want to hear some testimonies of, of destiny really starting to shift for some of you guys as you, own, as you own your names, okay? So let's just pray. You guys doing good? Was that fun? Cool. I know you have to say that because I asked it, but it does make me feel good. So... <laughs> Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you really are about partnership, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you don't leave us on our own even to figure this stuff out, Lord, that, that you show us how to walk in this. Lord, I thank you, Father, that as the Father, you have given us names, Father, and that, Lord, I pray a grace and a strength and, a, and almost a fierceness and an intentionality and an awareness to own how heaven sees us, the names that heaven sees us, Father, so that every single person in this room can fulfill every single purpose of God in their generation. 
Lord, there is purpose, there is promise, there is destiny that is waiting, that is just waiting for us to own who you say we are, Father. And so, Lord, I just pray even the revelation and the realization that all we have to do is make that intentional shift towards that, Lord, that that will help release and activate the destiny in our life. Lord, I thank you. We love you. We bless you, Father. We worship you. And Lord, we say above all that I am a child of God. And I thank you, Lord, that we get to say that because of what you did and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, thank you. I believe you're dismissed. So have a great night. We'll see you in the morning, 10 o'clock, if you want more.